Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is Relentless Dairy on Podbean.com. Welcome to the land of bourbon and bad decisions. This is Relentless Daring, live on Podbean.com and the Podbean app. Um, so, um, a whole world of craziness yet again coming off of a wonderful, beautiful holiday week where I took last week off to enjoy Independence Day with my family and uh, members of my church and everything else. So... As with everything, there is so much that has happened in the last two weeks. I cannot cover it all in a one-hour live cast, or if you're listening on podcast, on your favorite podcast app. However, I will say, uh, the stupid has definitely been on par with what it has been for the last few weeks, so really nothing new there. Um... However, I do have some great, amazing news, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Ah, checking out the in there in the live chat. Pretty Princess Steve is, you know, or as he, as he announced on an upcoming episode of TV's Rob is Unwoke, that he is the host of the Relentless Daring live show chat room. Ha <laughs> ha. Oh, my goodness. So, I have great news to uh, start off the show with. Everybody's favorite meme artist, Carpe Donctum. Well, he, he was sued for copyright violation. Well, turns out, maybe he wasn't violating any copyright. In fact, he is in such a uh, lack of violation. Well, the lawsuit was thrown out. Um, yeah, so basically, uh, Carpe Donctum, that's his online name, he... He uh he made, took a video of these cute little toddlers, black baby and a white baby running to each other and they give each other a big hug. And after the great big hug, welcome to the land of bourbon and bad Whoa. This is relentless daring. What? I don't know what's going on there. My phone has gone crazy. Um <laughs> uh, so, black baby, white baby are running to each other. They give each other a great big hug, and then they take off running the same direction. Well, Carpe Donctum, he made a meme out of it because that's what he does. And in the process, he, he was making fun of CNN's horrible... Horrible coverage of everything. And he put a banner on it. Racist baby chases another one. Well, the people who shot that video and they put it up on the on the interwebs where you know he got it from, they sued him for copyright violation. And in the process. It caused Twitter 
to go, oh, that's a yeah, that's a a DMCA strike. Yeah, we're we're banning your banning your account, period. End of story. Well, it turns out this was a fraudulent copyright violation. So when they sued Carpe Donctum and as well as Donald Trump, because Donald Trump had the audacity, nay, the temerity to retweet a video. <laughs> And so they sued Donald Trump as well. Well, the judge, in all of their wisdom, and keep in mind, this is in D.C. where they're being sued at, so the likelihood of it being a, you know, conservative judge is pretty, pretty slim. And the judge, after hearing the evidence, dismissed the case as it was clearly not a violation of co- of any copyright. He didn't infringe on any copyrights because the video wasn't copyrighted. Sure, maybe he didn't properly credit them, but it was not protected under law. And as such... Like I said, the case is dismissed. However, Carpe Donctum did issue a statement, which unfortunately I don't have it here with me. Ugh, I feel like a horrible human being. Yeah, he, he issued a statement that, yes, this has been dismissed, but he is going to go after Twitter because, you know, Twitter was used as a uh, revenue source. That's how people know who he is because, hey, I put my stuff on Twitter and, you know, obviously my followers retweet it and this helps make me money, blah, 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 blah. So he's going after Twitter to, I don't know, I guess attempt to get his Twitter account back? I, I, I don't know. But well, will he actually get it back? I'm not sure because... Like I said, Twitter had suspended his account permanently under the auspices that he violated copyright law. And therefore, that's a violation of our terms of service. Therefore, boom, no more Twitter account. Okay, that, that now raises a very... Very good question of what do they do now that it's proven, oh, a judge has thrown this out because it wasn't a violation. Theoretically, if you have a court ruling saying that, no, I didn't violate Twitter's, or I didn't violate copyright law, therefore I couldn't be in violation of Twitter's, you know, terms of service, Theoretically, shouldn't they restore the account? Now, again, I'm saying theoretically because, as we all freaking know, Twitter is their own beast. They are a creation of some hippie Rasputin who he rules it the way he wants it to be ruled. He lets it be ruled by those underneath him who, well, you know, we don't have a problem towing the party line. In fact, we will go beyond the party line and we will suspend people over dumb things. Um, Politibunny, a.k.a. The Foo. She was suspended, don't know for how long, because she told someone in a tweet to knock yourself out. Now, I I know, I know. We all here listening to this program know what knock yourself out means. 
You do you, boo-boo. Go for it. Vaya con Dios. Go with God. Inshallah. However, (laughs) apparently, certain people on Twitter will report you as encouraging self-harm and get your account suspended. (laughs) Pretty Princess Steve says, Twitter doesn't care. They flaunt their lack of caring because they know nobody is actually going to hold them accountable. Hashtag free the foo. And again, I've had multiple Twitter accounts get bumped offline because imagine this. I engaged in targeted harassment. (gasps) Oh my gosh. What was my targeted harassment, you may may ask? Well, there is a certain CNN personality, if you want to call him that, who resembles Mr. Potato Head, minus the mustache. This person seems to be of incredibly weak constitution and lacks any and all testicular fortitude, So I dared call him a pansy. (gasps) Oh, my God. A pansy. No. Who calls a grown man a pansy? Well, apparently I do, and apparently that is wrong. And how dare I? How dare I call Brian Stelter a pansy on Twitter? I'm going to hurt his ego. I mean, his ego was as big as he is. Oh my, was that a fat joke directed at Brian Stelter? Yes, it was! (laughs) Pretty Princess Steve, i.e., you hurt a whittle Lib Todd's fee wings. And then I had another account. It disappeared because I may have suggested that somebody should take a, find a tall tree and with a short rope, feed the crows. I never said they should go hang themselves. Just said tall tree, short rope, feed crows. (laughs) Okay. I'm sorry. I used the wrong pronouns when addressing Brian Stelter. His pronouns are pansy potato spud. Ha ha! Yes! It, it, it's a long-running joke to anyone who's listening to this, you know, on demand at RelentlessDaring.com, Apple, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever it is you're listening to it. Steve is a great dude. He really is. I'm sorry. His Highness is a great dude. And the the long-running gag is to get me to have my train of thought completely and totally come derailed. And this is one of the best, one of the best ones when when he corrects me on Brian Stelter's pronouns. Oh, Lordy. But yeah, so now that Carpe Donctum has been vindicated in the court of law, and I'm not just saying, like, Donald Trump's uh, lawsuits about the about the election were dismissed because they had no standing, which therefore, uh, if... A judge determines there's no standing. That doesn't mean the judge has ruled on the evidence. So there's a ton of evidence that has not been properly adjudicated. Carpe Donctum and Donald Trump, in this case, 
The evidence was laid out in the court of law. The judge weighed and measured that evidence and found that no, nothing nothing has been nothing's been violated. So it's done, gone, see ya, bye-bye, throwing it out. And again, I'm not opposed to having the actual evidence of what's been happening with the election be looked at. I've said all along, I don't know. No one has gotten a chance to lay out the evidence in a court of law. No one has been given a chance to explain, here is how we have come to the conclusion that in these handful of cases, we believe caused the election to be stolen. Now, don't, we, don't get me wrong. I, I, I'm all about finding the evidence, having it laid out. And if it comes out that, yeah, um, your, your evidence just doesn't measure up, it doesn't, it doesn't lead to the conclusion that Donald Trump won, then, okay, cool, that's awesome. Had all of these been heard out, during the time when it would have actually mattered. Because don't get me wrong, if they were to do it now and go, oh yeah, the election was definitely stolen, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? There is no constitutional remedy for what happens if a presidential election is stolen. Everyone will just be able to go, oh my God, Joe Biden is an illegitimate president. Because the votes have already been counted. They've been tallied. They've been certified. Again, had these, had these cases been allowed to go through and be heard, had the evidence gone through and weighed and measured by a judge prior to certification, and the evidence and the judge said, yeah, you're right. There is definitely fraud that's happened here. Everything that is fraudulent, get rid of it. If that had happened, and Joe Biden still had enough votes to win, hey, Joe Biden's the duly elected president of the United States. I'll piss and moan and be all butthurt about it, but that's just how it is. In the event that enough votes have been thrown out that Donald Trump would have won, even by the narrowest of margins, then, oh my God. Unfortunately, we cannot litigate the past. We are stuck in a crap situation with a crazy, defunct, I guess be the nice way to say it, not really working out so well in his brain president. But unfortunately... There are some things that, regardless had Trump won or lost, we'd still be dealing with. Such as a surveillance state that's out of control. Now, we learned through the Trump administration that, oh my God, they falsified evidence. And they used this falsified evidence and falsified and fraudulent forms to secure a FISA warrant to spy on a presidential campaign. And everyone was all shocked. Oh my God, this would happen? Oh my goodness. Well, everyone on the right was shocked that, oh my God, this happened. Everyone on the left was good. They needed a spy on the son of a gun. Now it comes out that Tucker Carlson from Fox News is he he received a from a whistleblower at the NSA that hey they're spying on you. Oh, oh my. And and you would think with you know 
the things like uh was it oh what Scott Rosen I, I, I can't remember his name. His last name was Rosen, who worked for Fox News. Um Cheryl Ackeson. Things like this. And and other journalists who found out that they were the victims of spying. And the media rushed to their defense. Tucker Carlson comes out on his show and says, this is what I'm being told from a source, a whistleblower within the NSA. No one in the media has his back. Huh. Well, I, I, I thought a journalist being spied on by the government would have been a huge red flag. It was in the past. Hell, Joe McCarthy was dragging actors and authors in front of the Senate on their Committee on Un-American Activities. And doing a rather un-American thing, accusing them of communism. Everyone was in an uproar over Congress seeing red. But now, we have journalists who are being spied on and no one has their back. Hell, even Fox News isn't stepping up and going, hey, 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 U.S. government, leave our guy alone. And Tucker Carlson is the most bankable, the most bankable host on Fox News in primetime right now. He has the biggest audience. He makes the most noise. He's not afraid to call out his side. He's not afraid to call out the left. If you're his best friend in the whole world and you do something stupid, he will call you on the show and he will call you out. It's what he does. And there's people on the right who look at Tucker Carlson and, oh, he's a Trumper, blah, 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 blah. All right, so, all right, I think Tucker Carlson's, uh, he, he's got more right-wing bones than a lot of uh, conservative people in the GOP. And I say this because he was a fellow at Cato. You know, Cato Institute, a, a libertarian think tank, where they have ideas that, that they're so libertarian, even I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let, let's let's roll that back a little bit. But no one wants to have his back. Granted, Rupert Murdoch is no longer running Fox News. Yo, know, the Suns are running Fox News, and they really don't seem to have the same pro-liberty ideas that their liberal father has. Lots of people accuse Rupert Murdoch of being a crazy right-wing person. He's not. He's a liberal. Granted, he's more of the classic liberal. You know, we think of the, the, uh, the Kennedy-era Democrats. But he also believed that, you know, there's a market for news that's not from the same angle as CNN, ABC, and all of that. That's the reason why he started Fox News. Because he believed, rightly so, that there's a market for news with a more conservative leaning or even a more neutral leaning. But it gets better. It's not just Tucker Carlson who's becoming a victim of the uh, surveillance state. No. 
This is uh, coming from Reclaim the Net. U.S. government agencies are using facial recognition tech with almost no oversight. The Federal Oversight Agency, the Government Accountability Office, or GAO, has released a report on the use of facial recognition by government agencies. The main revelation in the report is that there is little internal oversight on the use of the technology. There's no denying that facial recognition technology is useful for criminal investigations. However, the technology is not perfect as it has a tendency for false positives and the implications can be sending law enforcement officers after the wrong person. And as uh, studies have shown, it doesn't quite work as well for dark-skinned people as it does whitey. It's more likely to give a false positive identification to between uh, people who are black as lighter-skinned individuals, say Hispanics, Asians, or white people. Private companies providing the tech, such as Clearview, have only made the reputation of facial recognition worse. It came as no surprise to learn that intelligence and law enforcement agencies, such as the FBI, DEA, ATF, TSA, and Homeland, use, own or use facial recognition tech. According to the report, 20 agencies use the technology, including some that you wouldn't expect, such as the IRS, the FDA, and the U.S. Postal Service. No one would also expect the IRS or FDA to be stockpiling weapons or massive amounts of ammunition because why does the Food and Drug Administration need an armed service? Think about that for a second. Perhaps more concerning is the agency's use of Clearview, a private company that's been proven to be dishonest and has been investigated and sued in the recent past. Half of the agencies have contracts or have used Clearview's technology, making the controversial company the most popular third-party recognition provider. The report states that these agencies, quote, use state, local, and non-government systems to support criminal investigations, end quote. However, the agencies are not aware of what non-government systems their employees use. Quote, 13 federal agencies do not have awareness of what non-federal systems with facial recognition technology are used by employees. These agencies have, therefore, not fully assessed the potential risks of using these systems, such as risks related to privacy and accuracy. Most federal agencies that reported non-federal systems did not own systems. Thus, employees were relying on systems owned by other entities, including non-federal entities, to support their operations. Basically. They're using untrustworthy third-party contractors. Can we say Blackwater, anybody? Some agencies were not even aware how often their employees use this technology and had to conduct polls to find out. (laughs) Oh, isn't that awesome? Depending on data that relies on honest self-reporting, this is not the best idea. One of the agencies initially told the GAO that it does not use non-federal systems. However, quote, After conducting a poll, the agency learned that its employees had used a non-federal system to conduct more than 1,000 facial recognition searches. End quote. Uh, The careless use of this inaccurate technology by these agencies is also potentially a violation of the law, and could result in the public learning about ongoing investigations. Oh, wouldn't that be sad? When agencies use facial recognition technology without first assessing the privacy implications and the applicability of privacy requirements, there's a risk that they will not adhere to privacy-related laws, regulations, and policies, blah, blah, blah. Not that they really care. In fact, as one... As one Patrick Gray of Helena, son of Joseph, would say, they don't give a rat's anus. 
Sorry if it's being a little noisy. My swing arm is just wanting to come loose off the desk. But it's cool. I'm going to take a quick break, and I'll be right back after this. This is Tyler from Relentless Daring, and I am launching the brand new RelentlessDaring.com merch shop. Instead of having to go to a third-party vendor, now you can do everything right there at RelentlessDaring.com. If you want to buy merch, go to RelentlessDaring.com slash shop, and there you can get hats, you can get t-shirts, you can get hoodies, you can get coffee cups, you can get stickers. Go there today to show your love for the Relentless Daring podcast, and as always, stay relentless. same cardboard flavored doormat textured protein bar how about drink mix packets for your water bottles that are full of artificial sweeteners tired of a whole regimen of pre-workout and protein shakes for your trip to the gym go to builtbar.com for their selection of great tasting protein bars built boost energy drink mixes and built go energy gels built bar offers 18 delicious flavors of protein bars with only four to five net carbs for you keto dieters six flavors of built boost energy drink mix and three flavors of built go energy gel built bars are made in america using real ingredients like honey and dark chocolate go to builtbar.com and use the promo code relentless to save 10 percent and let them know you heard about them from relentless daring Drizzly is the leading home alcohol delivery service available. Imagine being able to sit at home and pull up your smartphone and browse your favorite wine, beer, spirits, and then have it delivered to your home in as little as one hour. Go to drizzly.com or check out the link in the show notes and start shopping today. Not available in all areas. Please drink responsibly. Drizzly.com. All right, getting back into it. Yes, I know. Three commercials on one break. It's crazy. But like I said, my microphone swing arm decided it wanted to do weird things, and I had to fix it. The joys of live radio or live casting, either or. Yeah, so we have been in a situation where over the past four years minimum, the federal government has proved that it does not give a damn about our civil liberties. As Donald Trump had said, if the if the federal government can spy on him as a presidential candidate and then still technically a private citizen, he's not a government employee, he's running for the office. If they can spy on him, they can spy on any of us. Uh, however, it's what do we do aside from scream and yell and shake our fists, rip our rip our shirts and anger, upset. Ah! There's really nothing we can do because, as we've seen, we could send the greatest, most excellent of small government congressmen and senators to Washington, D.C. And they, they come in contact with this self-perpetuating bureaucracy that it exists for one reason, to protect the bureaucracy. This is um, a huge problem. The government has gotten so big that our system of checks and balances no longer provide checks and balances. We have executive agencies that are held that are you know held to account 
by the legislative branch. That even when push comes to shove and Congress steps in and says, uh, Department of Justice, CIA, FBI, NSA, blah, 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 alphabet soup. You're going to do X, Y, and Z because we are Congress. We are telling you to. Oh, well, you know, it got, it got lost in the bureaucracy. We're, we're trying to trying to drop the, the policy to, to fix the things you told us to. I mean, this is what happened when uh, Donald Trump was trying to roll back, uh, yet allowing transgender transgender people to enlist in the military. His Secretary of Defense, Jim Mattis. Jim, Matt Dog Mattis, retired four-star Marine Corps General. Completely slow-walked the process. It's like, dude, you're the Secretary of freaking Defense. You answer to Donald Trump, to the President. It wouldn't matter if it was Barack Obama. would not matter if it was Joe Biden. wouldn't matter if it was George W. Bush. You answer to the president. If the president tells you to jump and it is not an immoral or an illegal order to have you jump, you freaking jump! Steve says, if government wants to fix things, they need to do one thing. Enforce the Constitution as written, not as they want to. Amen. Preach it. Unfortunately, the Constitution has become a second-class document to the United States government. Well, you know, we see we have these policies here and, you know, we have to go by the policies and the policy says shoot you in the face because you haven't done X, Y, and Z. We have to shoot you in the face. Um, dude, don't, don't I get that whole uh, entitled to due process of law? You know, Fifth Amendment, Sixth Amendment. That seems like cruel and unusual punishment to shoot me in the face for no reason. So, 8th Amendment? 14th Amendment. Well, you know, those amendments don't apply to this because we're the government and we say so. The Supreme Court upheld it. It's ridiculous. We're in a situation where... The government is getting out of control. I've, I've been at Twitter spat with somebody over, you know, members of the Lincoln Project. And this person, trust me, guessing from the red, white, and blue jackass in their profile picture, I'm sorry, the red, white, and blue donkey in their you know, the little profile picture they're, I don't think that they're a um, a staunch, you know, GOP status quo, you know, hate the base conservative. Um, we got into it over, it's like, yeah, I really don't trust people who worked hand in hand with a known pederast. Well, as soon as they found out that he was doing this stuff, uh, they got rid of him swiftly. And, you know, they worked to get rid of Donald Trump because orange man bad. Okay. Something you should know about the people at the Lincoln Project. These people have all been political operatives for decades. Some of them have known about this idiot's tendency to um, groom teenage boys 
for 30 plus years. And you're telling me that in these circ in these circles where this is one of those one of those, you know, known secrets, kind of like Harvey Weinstein and you know you had people making jokes about Harvey Weinstein, telling women at the Golden Globes, oh, you don't have to pretend to like him anymore. Not talk, you know, people joking about him in the casting couch. That was an open secret. Didn't mean anything until Me Too happened. You're telling me that the same situation. This dude has been known in the circles to go after these boys for 30-plus years. Yet, magically, Rick Wilson and other members of who helped co-found the Lincoln Project with John Weaver didn't know that he liked grooming teenage boys. And this dude's defending him, defending them, because the enemy of my enemy is my friend. No, you look like an idiot. It's it's beyond words. Yeah, yeah, we, we're yeah. You, know, you have people within Republican Party who they don't care about shrinking government. They don't care about making government efficient. Making government do more with less. These are the people that, you know, when Michael Malice, uh, he's great author, a very, very outspoken, uh, oh, dammit, anarchist, he, he views conservatives or Republicans not as, you know, pro-constitution minimal government. He, you know, they're progressives who follow the speed limit. They're all going to the same destination of more and more government control over our lives. It's just the Democrats want to do it faster. They don't want to go 55 they want to go 70, 80 miles an hour. Meanwhile, the Republicans are like, hey, hey, man, we'll get there. They just have to, you know, a little bit at a time. And that's the problem. These are the people who run the party. These are the people who help build these giant bureaucracies, such as Department of Homeland Security. They put in an entirely new branch of bureaucracy because, oh, we need a way for uh, for the FBI and our spy agencies to be able to talk to each other to prevent things like 9-11 from happening. <laughs> oh, my gosh. There's lots of uh, lots of yelling about how politicians don't respect the Constitution in the live chat, and it's absolutely true. They don't give a damn. We 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 have congressmen, congresswomen, senators, the president, the vice president. They all swore an oath to uphold and defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and foreign and domestic, bear true faith and allegiance to the same. However, they don't care about the Constitution. They will crap all over it. And then if you try to hold them accountable for it, well, you're just a poor little person. You don't don't understand the big picture. They should all be thrown out on their asses and replaced with people who give a damn. 
They should all be removed. We should go back to the spoils system. Well, no, I don't want the spoils system either. It used to be we had a system where if a Republican won, everyone who was in, in charge of any division within the federal government, they were gone, and all new people got installed who would you know, uphold what the president wants to do. Again, as much as I would love to be able to go back to that where, you know, again, you get a president who actually gives a damn, who's in office, he can replace all the management with people who are going to hold to, here is the line we're taking. Not, oh, yeah, uh, the line you want to take, yeah, I was going to set it over here, and we're just going to keep going with the policies that have already been put in place. Uh, Gatoshi in the chat room. Democrats, Republicans, left wing or right wing, just two wings of the same bird of death. They're all puppets. The political side sideshow is just an elaborate BS opera to keep the sheep in check by giving them an illusion of freedom. Absolutely. They talk about religion being the opiate of the masses. If, you, if you're if you a fan of Marx. Carl! Yeah, I know. I, I've said his name. If you're a fan of Marx, religion is the opiate of the masses. Really, I, I think the, you know, Politics, as we see it, is now a full-contact sport. It's the bread and circuses of the masses. We, the people, are distracted by the left versus right, the the Republicans versus the Democrats. Yeah, our side. Woo, Team Red. Woo, Team Blue. Meanwhile, while we're distracted by what's going on over in the crap show, the status who are making who make up the bureaucracy just keep pushing everything along and bringing us closer and closer to autocracy. It'll get to a point where, yeah, yeah, we're just going to suspend elections because you know, yeah, this this whole swapping everyone out at the top it's just dumb. We're just going to keep president whoever happens to be here in charge. And, and I would hate to, you know, have to call for insurrection. Like, not January 6th, legitimate. Uh, we're declaring independence. We're throwing you out on your ass, and we're rebuilding this thing from the way the, way the founders saw it. It's all... I fear for where this country's headed. But I do have one last story that's not me yelling about the government. Uh, If you listen to Steve Day's show, this year's uh, motto is, the answer is us. I have a story about the answer is us. Academy of Holy Names is too woke, not Catholic enough, lawsuit says. A family who gifted the Tampa school $1.35 million wants their donation rescinded and tuition returned. Uh, At a fundraising gala in 2017, Anthony and Barbara Scarpo announced they had pledged $1.35 million to our cherished Academy of the Holy Names a Catholic school in Tampa attended by their two daughters. The couple asked for the donation to be used towards the school's master plan and for scholarships for disadvantaged students. They were named chairs of the Academy's fundraising campaign, and the school renamed its auditorium the Scapo Family Theater. The school they charge... There's... <clears throat> pardon me. Four years later, the family and the school are at odds with the Scarpos alleging fraud and the lack of fidelity to Catholic teaching. 
with one daughter graduating and the other transferred to a different high school. The couple last week filed a 13-count, 45-page lawsuit asking that their pledge be rescinded. Oof. Uh, the school they charge has lost its way by distancing itself from mainstream Catholicism and embracing a divisive woke culture where priority is given to gender identity, human sexuality, and pregnancy termination, among other hot-button issues. The lawsuit makes clear the couple's displeasure with the way the school has been dealt with issues of race, saying students are made to feel guilty for being white and having enough money to attend the academy. <laughs> now, the majority of you are white and definitely the upper the upper crust, and you should feel bad because you're because you happen to be white and from families with money. You're the bourgeoisie. You, you you're part of the rich. You should be eaten. In addition to asking for return of pledge donation, the lawsuit seeks tuition refund. It also asks the Academy to be stopped from advertising itself as a Catholic institution and for the Florida Catholic Conference to stop accrediting the school. Uh, the lawsuit filed in Hillsborough County Circuit Court identifies the Scarpos as owners of a diamond jewelry import company and the First Trust Funding Group. The school has denied the claims. In a letter to Adam Levine, the Scarpos lawyer, Tampa lawyer Gregory Herring called the lawsuit a publicity stunt. If Scarpos choose to move forward, he said, the Academy would consider filing a counterclaim asking them to pay the remainder of their pledge, which he said Florida law may require them to. We can discern no motivation behind lawsuit other than attention-seeking by your clients and a desire to you, by you to build a brand. For a court to delve into whether the substance of matters taught by a Catholic school are consistent with a Catholic education would entangle the court in excessively religious matters, and thereby violate the Establishment Clause of the U.S. Constitution. That we should need to educate you on this is absurd. The lawsuit pointed to what Anthony Scarpo alleged were many angry parents who agreed the school no longer embraces mainstream Catholicism. The continued indoctrination of your twisted version of social and racial justice, equity, inclusion, sexuality, and today's politically correct narrative has permeated like a stench through the halls of the academy and has been allowed to seep into the minds of our children, causing stress, anger, guilt, and confusion. But yeah, I mean, this is what what these schools that are supposedly religious and there's there's a reason why people put their children into religious schools because it's the doctrine they grew up with and they believe that this will provide an alternative and better education than you know some schools that are horribly funded and don't get me wrong not everyone who lives in a poorly funded school district is poor. You know, I grew, I live in rural Missouri, which, I mean, according to Kamala Harris, I can't make a, uh, I don't have the ability to make a photocopy of my driver's license with the combination printer, copier, scanner right there next to me. But somehow, I have managed to run a podcast I can't figure out how to freaking photocopy my ID to send it in to prove my identity on an absentee ballot. That requires more bourbon. It's, like I said, there's a reason parents send their kids to these schools. Sometimes parents are willing to sac make a sacrifice of their money they're willing to give up for them so they can get kids who are in a bad school district into these schools. Because maybe on top of a good education, they'll get, you know, get religious instruction from a background they believe in, that they grew up in, that they're raising their kids in. Yet we see more and more colleges. You know, in this case, a high school 
elementary schools that are, you know, private Christian schools, private Jewish schools, private Muslim schools, whatever, that take the the core beliefs of, you know, the religious group that's backing that school and then throws it out the window just because, uh, well, you know, it, it's, uh, yeah, it, it's all outdated. It's, oh, there's a whole bunch of, you know, we, we need to teach this stuff because, uh, CRT, white people bad, uh. So the fact that the parents are willing to go out and, you know, you know, put their money where their mouth is and go, whoa, this is not this is not the kind of stuff that we agreed to sponsor when we pledged this money. It's like being it's like being hit up with a bait and switch. Oh, sweet, I'm putting all this money in for for a new Porsche. And then they show up after you drop ninety thousand dollars and poor Porsche, no, no. Front porch. Who told you a Porsche? Come on. Really? So, I mean, I, I hope this lawsuit is uh, fruitful and does well to really make these schools stop and think and go, oh, wait. Uh, this isn't good that we... We had people wanting to pull their money back out because we're not upholding and living up to what we said we were. All right, that's going to do it for me for this week. Again, those of you who join me in the live room, thank you so very much. Those of you who are listening on demand, whether it be RelentlessDaring.com or the podcast app of your choice, again, thank you so very much. If you're listening on the Apple's, I ask that you do four little things, same th- four things I ask every week. Number one, please subscribe. Oh, I'm sorry, or follow. Subscribe has connotations of giving me money. I will get to that in a minute. So follow the show. Then number two, please rate it. I'm looking for five stars. I'll accept four. Four is an acceptable number of stars, but I want five. Then leave a review. Step number three, leave a review. Write something nice. That way as it pops up in the algorithms for somebody to check out, they can go, oh, people generally like this show. Except for that guy. Don't know what his problem is, but definitely except that guy. And finally, the last thing, please share this show. Send this episode to somebody you like. Send this episode to somebody who will hear this show and go, hey, that guy's right. Send it to somebody who will go, what is this garbage you're sharing with me? This man is a lot. This conservative trollop. I, hey, I like driving. The, I like driving the libs crazy. It's what I do best. It's so much fun. Again, thank you so much for listening. If you want to support this show financially, you can go to relentlessdaring.com. At the top of the page, you will see a donate button. Click that. You set up a one-time or recurring payment. All that. Or, or you can go to the uh, to the shop section. You check out the merch I have there. Again, all the money goes into not to enriching me. However, it does go into keeping the show on the air, web hosting fees, podcast hosting fees, upgrading equipment, maybe buying a, a mic swing arm that doesn't fall off the desk every time I move the stupid thing. Anyways, all that goes into keeping the show on the air on the air and making it awesome for you again thank you so very much and as always stay relentless this is relentless dairy on podbean.com Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 